The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with TheChairShot.com, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTALKPOD. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Mighty Joe Morin and Carl Carafel. I am Carl Carafel, and I'm joined... As always, by Mighty Joe Morin. My goodness, every time that I hear that uh, intro from Rick, it just pumps me up. Right. It just pumps me up for another amazing episode of Turnbuckle Talk. Mighty Joe, it has been quite a week this last week for pro wrestling. You came up with some amazing stuff for us to talk about this week, and I am super excited. Yeah, absolutely. And even something, just developments over the last uh, day or so that we'll get to in our breaking news segment. So I don't want to go too much away just yet, but it is pretty significant news uh, uh, if you're a uh, fan of the uh, the big three letters in the United States. So, but uh, we will get to that. But uh, to kind of kick off the episode uh, here today, Carl, um, this was a pretty significant uh, thing that happened here. I'm just uh, looking for the photograph here. Uh, we're talking about Mr. Larry King uh, at the age of 87 years old, passing away. Um, this man, I mean, when it comes to people in broadcasting, when it comes to doing interviews, um, you can't not think of this man. I mean, he has literally interviewed anybody that can be interviewed. Um, he is one of the best at that and just being a broadcaster and somebody that people like ourselves and anybody who sits behind a microphone kind of, you know, they, Larry King was the man, so to speak. But all Definitely I can say he was. And I mean, this is, uh, uh, this is a heartbreak for a lot of, of broadcasters. Um, Larry King, I mean, it, the guy never stopped. Even when he stopped being on broadcast television doing Larry King Live, he started his own online as well and continued yep. to do things in broadcasting. I mean, it was just inside of his blood, just like it is for a lot of us. And uh, yeah, like very, very unfortunate uh, circumstances and uh, an unfortunate passing, especially for broadcasters such as ourselves yeah and uh, you can see from the photo i mean he was 
a fan of professional wrestling as well. It, it appeared, uh, I believe, more than a few times uh, on uh, on their programming. And, uh, you know, when it comes to... And maybe it was some of the, the pro wrestling stuff kind of uh, rubbing off. I, I won't play the video here, but I'll play a short clip. Uh, he was actually interviewing uh, DJ Khaled. And I'll just play it and we'll talk about it here. Watch. I want to stay fresh. I want to stay clean. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's, you should strive for greatness. How did you gain all the weight? You know, just the stuff like that. I mean, just it's like it's like a little bit of heel professional wrestling rubbed off with Larry King. You know, uh, I mean, oh, yeah. uh, damn. I mean, like I said, you know, even just outside of the pro wrestling context, when it comes to broadcasting, I mean, this is who you kind of most people, most of us model ourselves after. I mean, exactly. I, I can't think of any celebrity that the guy hasn't talked to. Like it's insane. He's talked to absolutely everybody. I mean, I think uh, short of Turnbuckle Talk being on his program, (laughs) he's talked to everybody. He really has. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, of course, you know, famously known to married multiple, multiple times. But, uh, I mean, he was the the kind of guy that just he always needed that uh, that partner at his his side. And, uh, you know, I I believe until his his death he he was married. So... But uh, but yeah, it just it's um, a sad day for uh, for broadcasters uh, to see Mr. Larry King go away. But uh, you know, uh, it'd definitely be fondly remembered. I mean, you can go on YouTube and you can uh, watch most of these interviews and stuff that he's done. It's a a pretty incredible body of work uh, that he has. Uh, oh, definitely. Uh, that we'll uh, always be talking about. Now, going from that to, to some actual wrestling discussion here, Carl, and this is uh, an interesting. Uh, development here coming out of Impact Wrestling. We're talking about Miss Taya Valkyrie, and uh, her time in Impact Wrestling has come to an end here, Carl. And it's interesting because now, of course, the discussions start. Where does she go? Now, I'll throw this over to you. And uh, w- what do you think? W- where does Miss Taya Valkyrie uh, end up? Uh, somehow, some way, WWE. Yeah. Um, just to be over there with her husband. Um, I think that that's probably the best bet. Um, but again, is, is WWE in a position to really be doing any hiring and bringing people in considering all of the names that they had let go at the start of this whole uh, pandemic, uh, that happened. Um, so, I mean, if, if that is not an option, then I could see her going somewhere uh, Lucha Libre, so maybe to, like, AAA or something like that, uh, maybe even, um, like, an, an MLW or um, to an NWA even, like, somewhere in, in that type of an area. I don't think that... If she's not able to get onto the WWE television programming and payroll, I think that it's going to be a smaller promotion that she goes to to maybe help build up that promotion a little bit with who she is. It's definitely interesting. And I think given that her husband is in WWE, I can definitely see her going over there. And of course, you know, we're coming up to Royal Rumble season here, Carl. And now we have a women's Royal Rumble. I mean, they had the, she, she's obviously got to be on uh, their radar and it would be a very interesting thing happening here because I think that we're also going to, I, I forget if I've mentioned on this program yet, but I know I've mentioned it over with our friends over at Love Wrestling that we might see another big debut in the Women's Royal Rumble and I, I think not only will we, see, we, will we see Taya Valkyrie, I think we're going to see Tessa Blanchard there as well so 
it's interesting because in the way that this is being kind of done, you know, with with uh, no audience, there's probably not a whole lot of the stuff that's going to get kind of leaked out. So we could see uh, not only in this women's rumble. I know we're eventually slightly off topic here, but I think it's still important to touch on. I think we could see some legitimate surprises coming out of not only the women's Royal Rumble but the men's Royal Rumble as well. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely a possibility that we're going to see some great surprises coming out of uh, out of the Rumble. Um, and and to see Taya Valkyrie go over there and and debut in the women's Royal Rumble, yeah, I, I definitely I could see that. Yep. Um, this this would be the opportune way for the WWE to bring her in, yep. uh, just because, like we've talked about, right? Like the WWE let go of a lot of people uh, over this past yep. year because of this uh, COVID pandemic. So you want to bring somebody in. Here's the way to do it, and uh, really, yeah. there can't be any uh, any hurt feelings, or nobody can be butthurt over no. it because, well, she's just a new talent, and we need to show everyone, right? And I'm interested. I'm intrigued to see her over there because, you know, outside of Nia Jax, Carl, uh, we don't have too many of the, of the the kind of the bigger girls over there. So I mean, she'd be a perfect fit in, in uh, to kind of mix it up a little bit. Uh, you know, even just physical stature-wise, uh, she uh, uh, would be uh, unique over there. So uh, I'm, I'm intrigued, and I'm, I'm, I'm typical. I wouldn't say it, but uh, I would actually like to kind of see her in WWE and, uh, and, to, and to see what she can do there. And, uh, you know, she'll be, of course, closer to uh, her husband there. And, uh, you know, and, and then just briefly, too, on, on uh, on the men's side of things, I mean, just my dream scenario is for, like, Finn Balor and maybe Adam Cole to be in the ring at the same time and then to have Marty come out. I mean, wow, that would be pretty fantastic, right? Yes, it would. I would uh, definitely uh, mark out pretty hard for that, so to speak. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, that rolls the the women's Royal Rumble. I think is the one that's going to be uh, very intriguing this year, and I'm I'm hoping outside of those two to maybe see some. Who do you, who else do you think on the women's side? Do you think could be a legitimate surprise to come into this match, girl? Uh, the, the, uh, honestly, there really isn't a lot of names. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, I mean, unless they they kind of just take some uh, from NXT, uh, just as a yeah. uh, a filler type of thing. But I mean, uh, really, there isn't a lot of of independents that are really available right now. I guess you could say. No, I shouldn't say that. There's lots of independent oh, talent yeah. that's available, um, but no mainstream independent talent that's yeah. really available. Yep. Uh, minus uh, Tessa. Hmm. and Taya right now, right? Um, I mean, maybe we can see somebody, uh, you know, kind of going over with Taya. Like, I mean, um, was it Rebel? They have Rebel with with Taya Valkyrie over in uh, in Impact. And I mean, if if Taya is gone, where does that leave Rebel, right? Rebel was like by your side type of thing, right? And I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. What about uh, for a legend or two uh, on the women's side? Who who do you think that uh, who who would uh, you pop pretty hard for? Oh, always, anytime I would pop for Lita, one hundred percent. Molly Holly, I would yes. pop for as well. Uh, Trish is another one that I would pop for. Um, yeah, I mean those those, those are the big ones that yeah. I would I would definitely uh, I would definitely be. Oh yes. What about the? Uh, I think it would be, well, I guess in her physical stature wise, a small surprise. What about uh, uh, the wife of Mister CM Punk? 
AJ Lee. You see, she's she's been out of the game so long that yeah. like it, it it it's not even on my radar to yeah. be honest. That, that's why I have a feeling because I mean, there's of course always going to be the speculation that he's going to be there as well. So I mean, um, she would I think get a pretty large well. Here I am thinking like there's going to be a crowd there uh, reaction-wise. But I mean, for, for us watching, um, I, I think that she would get quite the reception. Yeah, you're, she, you're right. She definitely would. Because she was extremely popular uh, for a good portion of time there. So uh, uh, somebody that uh, I would uh, like to see, even if it is just a one-off. Because, yeah, uh, it would be cool. Because AJ Lee, I thought, was always very underrated uh, in the WWE. Oh, yeah, she definitely was. Yep. Definitely. All right, man, let us um, shift over to something a little bit different here. Uh, this is actually coming courtesy of our friends over at Sports Kita and our friend Mr. Ryan K. Bowman. And uh, he did a very interesting article here over this past week, Carl, about uh, ranking the top five wrestling promotions in North America, uh, to, to specify they're in North America. And uh, so I thought we, we'd kind of discuss this a little bit and kind of go through that uh, top five. And surprise, surprise, who's at the top? Of course. I mean, <laughs> it's the conglomerate, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you can't say professional wrestling, um, right, without somebody automatically thinking WWE. That's what people think of all the time. Um, still, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Will that change? Yeah, I, I definitely think that that's going to change. Um, but as of right now, yeah, WWE is what everyone thinks. Yep, uh, even in Ryan's article here, I'll, I'll uh, read a brief snippet of here. Vin, uh, Vince McMahon's pro wrestling empire has reached levels that no other federation could ever possibly attain despite a declining trend in interest and ratings. Even when they are down, the drawing power and marketing attention that the letters WWE attract will likely never be matched in the history of this business again. And uh, I think that's very well worded and is definitely still the case. Like Mr. Ryan K. Bowman said, despite the um, the negativity going on right now, you know, when it comes to ratings, when it comes to some of the storylines and uh, and whatnot. So, yep, yeah, uh, it's WWE still at the top. Oh yeah, for the yeah. time being. Yeah, they definitely are. And going from that to number two is AEW, and I'll let you talk a little bit about uh, how what you think about uh, AEW and uh, why they are arguably number two right now. Um, right now, I mean, in the latter part of uh, 2020, they, they really became much bigger. And, and, and I think that the, really the reason for that is, uh, one, uh, just some names that they've brought in. Uh, recognizable names from um, past years and past companies, right? So, I mean, you're talking like uh, Jericho. Right, he's he's a he's a recognizable name when it yep. comes to professional wrestling. Sting, Taz, uh, you know Jim Ross, right? Like these are all recognizable names, which were fantastic. Yep. But what they've started doing at the end of 2020 with their collaborations uh, between companies, uh, namely Impact Wrestling, right now, yep. has been 
fantastic and people are really starting to to, to come on to all of this and uh, really really gain an interest within it again and i mean we're kind of even sort of semi seeing little rumblings from new japan as well when it comes to some of the stars over there talking about uh you know like the bullet club over there and you know like people talking about oh the bullet club is reforming here over in north america right and i mean like it's it's yeah like i mean that's kind of what's rumblings right now (laughs) and uh yeah but i think that that's that's the reason why that they have like just they're they're number two they definitely are yeah absolutely it's uh, definitely hard to argue with that and um next up sitting at number three you know I guess you could arguably say, you know, piggybacking off of the success of AEW and this partnership definitely paying off and this company has definitely really benefited from it is Impact Wrestling. And I've even, you know, dude, there's a significant gap, an amount of time there where I wasn't really watching Impact at all. No, you were still uh, keeping tabs on them, but, uh, you know, with watching Ring of Honor, New Japan, some other stuff for our friends over at at, uh, OVW, uh, just impact just wasn't making it, uh, onto my weekly watching, but now, uh, I'm, I'm paying attention again. And this partnership with, um, other promotions has really, really benefited them at a very opportune time for them. It definitely has. And, uh, while we're talking about impact wrestling for a moment, I do have to correct myself. Um, we're, we're, we're talking about, we talked earlier about rebel. It wasn't rebel. That was actually with mm. Ty Valkyrie with Ty Valkyrie was more like Sue young. Right. Um, that was, that was, you know, kind of, kind of working with her for, for a bit, uh, which, uh, I don't know her contract status. Right. No. But, um, yeah, impact wrestling is, is really starting to become, almost household name once again which i'm happy about because i have been very fantastic in 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 pushing for people to watch impact wrestling uh we even i even saw on social media after this last pay-per-view that uh, impact wrestling did um people were like i haven't watched impact in like five to ten years (laughs) and this has drawn me back in right so clearly they are doing something right. Um, so, yeah, anyone that listened uh, to, to the broadcast a little bit earlier, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that, yes, I have corrected myself, and I do apologize for that. Um, yeah, I was completely wrong <laughs> when I was talking about uh, uh, Taya uh, earlier, and uh, I've corrected myself. Hey, that's why we're 203 episodes in and still going, because we can uh, pick up on this uh, stuff on the fly usually. And, and if not, yeah. we'll recognize it in listening back, and we usually address it in the following week. <laughs> right. but, uh, but yeah, man, with that, with Impact Wrestling, it's, uh, they seem to kind of ride waves of success, and then they, they have and then they have a down moment, and then they re-emerge uh, again. And hopefully this time, you know, they can kind of maintain for a uh, longer period of time because you know they, they put on arguably a very great product that uh oh yes i think goes unnoticed by a lot of wrestling fans out there so check out impact wrestling if you haven't in a uh, in a long time and i think you'll be uh, pleasantly surprised yes. uh, at what you find there now going from that to one of my favorite companies carl we're talking roh ring of honor um for those who have been following our podcast for a number of uh Episodes will know that in 2019, I 
yeah, 2019. I, I named them my favorite promotion uh, of the of the year. Um, they're a company, Carl, that has really, really suffered because of the pandemic with, with COVID-19. Um, you know, because they chose to essentially not do anything for a good portion of time, still keeping all their talent on hand and still keeping them on the payroll. Props to them for that. But um, but yeah, they're, they're a company that's uh, that, that's still one of the top promotions, but has really, really suffered uh, through the pandemic. And I, I'm hoping that they can bounce back without losing too much of their talent. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, I, and you know, that that kind of kind of is a, a concern of mine as well. I really hope that they're not going to because of this. Um, I think that they're doing a fantastic job, uh, Sinclair uh, Broadcasting, doing a fantastic job in keeping these guys and girls yeah. on payroll and keeping them employed, um, even through this entire thing that's really happened. Um, our friend Ryan Bowman from Sports Kita in this article writes, uh, just a few years ago, Ring of Honor was the clear-cut number two to WWE based on the incredible matches they were producing and the wealth of talent they had on their roster at the time. Then with the launch of All Elite Wrestling and an exodus of talent from WWE to AEW, the Sinclair Broadcasting-owned promotion has been scrambling to reach similar heights compared to their glory days, which uh, fantastically written, and yes, uh, very much so true, unfortunately. Um, sometimes competition is good, sometimes competition can hurt as well. And Sinclair, I think, has kind of unfairly been kind of uh, villainized uh, quite often in this, you know, people seem to think that, you know, ROH that they're like slaves to this big, big, big company. I guess you could make that argument, uh, you know, to some extent, but, you know, through this, you know, just given the, the, the money that they have access to, uh, I'm very grateful for them because, you know, they've kept this company uh, alive and still yeah. managed to, to pay everybody, you know, different scenarios if they weren't uh, under the Sinclair umbrella you know we might not be sitting here even talking about Ring of Honor so I have exactly. to <laughs> I have to uh, give some great appreciation to the folks over at Sinclair Definitely. and Carl to round up our top five we have uh, a bit of a surprising one and uh, mm-hmm. a company that I am still you know in full transparency I don't watch much Major League Wrestling and I should be because <laughs> they put on some good shows, Carl, and they, they have some, they have some good, they don't have a huge talent pool over there, but the, 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 the few that they do have near the top there are, are pretty damn good. And this is yes. a company that's just like, it's just on the verge of kind of really breaking into that mainstream, uh, uh, consciousness. And, uh, it's something that, uh, that fans need to check out. You just need to check out major league wrestling. Yeah, I, it definitely they do, and I mean, I'm sure that this uh, final pick was was probably a, a, a difficult one for uh, Ryan to, <clears throat> to, to really uh, choose because, I mean, even just looking at uh, at the the screen that we have up here, right? It's like I'm already seeing OVW is on there, um, right? NWA is on there, um, and one that's not on there is. Um, uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood, mm-hmm. right? So, um, John, right now what we're talking about is uh, our friend Ryan K. Bowman uh, of Sports Kita put out a ranking list of what he thinks were the top five uh, wrestling promotions in North America. Uh, we ran down the list of um, uh, starting at WWE, down to Ring of Honor, down to uh, AEW, Impact, and um, 
now uh, Ryan believes that MLW, Major League Wrestling, is. Uh, for me, this would have been a very, very hard pick. I think I would have probably done like a three or four-way tie uh, <laughs> yeah. for that fifth spot because just those ones that I mentioned, MLW, OVW, uh, the NWA, and uh, what NWA has been uh, seemingly doing with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood is uh, fantastic as well. So, I mean, <laughs> that's really hard. I'm, I might have to message Ryan and uh, find out... Yeah. Uh, why he chose MLW as the fifth. For sure. And uh, you had mentioned Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Absolutely fantastic there as well. And to go through some other names, you know, I haven't mentioned House of Hardcore on here. Of course, New Japan. We're talking outside of North America. Uh, PWG, uh, one that's not on here. Women of Wrestling, uh, our friends over at OVW, CMLL. Uh, Stardom is a big one that you guys need to check out. I mean, yes. m- the majority of these companies here, Carl, and our, our listeners and viewers, you're going to find some enjoyment. You're going to find some good wrestling, uh, regardless of where you go. Um, oh, yeah. and, uh, and what's nice yeah. is that a majority of these, you can find them on YouTube. Even better. Even right? better. They put they put the product out there for free. Yep. And speaking of putting products out there for free, um, watch, because I think our friend Kim over <laughs> at uh, Ignite Wrestling, she just had an event. She might, she might put that out there for everyone to see, and I really hope she does, because uh, one of my favorites, uh, independent stars right now, the dream girl Ellie, um, was on that card. Mm-hmm. So I, I would be very interested in being able to see at least that match, at least that one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, our friend uh, Kim Artlip as well, she, she puts on fantastic shows, usually about four times a year with, uh, with Ignite Wrestling. And there is Ignite Wrestling content that's out there and available on YouTube as well. So yeah, it's, it's fantastic what's out there. Yep, absolutely. And uh, Ryan here saying uh, MLW is so legit and the roster is stacked. Um, you would uh, definitely be uh, correct in that, uh, sir. Ryan said MLW yep. is so legit. <laughs> there you go. Yep, uh, definitely check out Major League Wrestling if you haven't had a chance to. Again, it's uh, majority of it is free on YouTube uh, and you can't go wrong with that. All right, man. I think uh, before we get to our next topic here, maybe we'll take a little bit of a break here. And, you know, let's hear from our friends over at uh, CollarandElbowBrand.com. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow. The wrestling brand. The 
Dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. All right, Muddy Joe and Carl Careful back here on Turnbuckle Talk, and you just heard from our friends over at Caller and Obobrand.com, where you can use promo code JK Podcast to get 10% off. Not just one thing you buy there, or two things. Uh, go there and buy 10 things. Go buy 20 things, and you get uh, 10% off all of it. Uh, they have a tremendous amount of fantastic merchandise, including that thing on top of Carl's head right now. That's right. The hat is available. They have different styles of hats that are available. They have different styles of shirts that are available, sweatshirts, jackets, uh, like a plethora of great merchandise for you. And if you're short on cash, go and check out that clearance section Mm -hmm. and pick out some stuff from the clearance section. And you can still use our 10% off JK podcast at the checkout to get yourself an even better savings on top of the clearance merchandise it's a win-win for everybody in that case go and check out color and elbow brand.com absolutely all right man let's talk about something this is a topic that was a little surprising that i saw this uh, seemingly kind of the case here and it will actually tie in uh, to uh, a later segment in this episode here but uh we are talking about mr john moxley and him not ruling out a return to WWE. Carl has been uh, quoted saying that, you know, he's not ruling this out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of shocked to, to, to kind of hear, just given the, the nature of, of how he kind of parted ways with the company beforehand. Um, never say never, right? I think, I, I think for, for, for him, I, what he had said essentially is if they talk, I'll listen. Yeah. Right. And I mean, honestly, that is true John Moxley form. Yep. It 100% is. Um, of course, right? Like the guy, the guy's a nomad. That's yep. what he is. He really is. I mean, he doesn't want or need to be tied down to one company. The guy can go to any company he, he damn well pleases and uh, elevate that company and still keep his name. And yeah, like that's, that's what he is. He's a nomad. Mm -hmm. And we have to consider, we have to remember the fact too, that, uh, his wife, uh, Renee still works for the for still works for the WWE uh, technically. So, um, that may very well eventually factor into the, the, uh, decision, you know, they, they, they have a child now and she may want him closer to home more often. So, um, yeah, it's, um, that that will definitely possibly factor into that uh, situation. She might not want him always going over to uh, to Japan and all this kind of stuff, you right. know. And, and given what's kind of like currently going on, you know, it, it's interesting uh, to say yeah. the very least. And uh, I mean, I, I don't think that we're gonna see it soon. Like I don't I don't see him appearing at the Rumble by any means. No, but I no, mean, no, no. it would be a a pretty large pop and a pretty large surprise to see him back on that WWE television. It definitely would. I mean, that's something that um, everybody, I'm sure, would definitely pop for. Uh, it's it, it would be fantastic to see for those that are uh, fans of John Moxley or 
of Dean Ambrose as those who are only WWE <laughs> marks will uh, will know him as. Um, I'm going to read this comment out here from Ryan. It says, I wonder if he sees that the AEW business model, a.k.a. the VP's booking, isn't sustainable since he's working there. Interesting. Um, you know what? Like, that's... Good mind. I, I, I hadn't thought about yeah. that. I really didn't. Um, but that could very well be. I mean, it could, could be that because AEW has started out with the VPs of the company really um, not necessarily booking themselves into the best spots, mm-hmm. but the VPs have really been getting good spots. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, Moxley held that title for a while and things were great. Everybody loved it. And then uh, Kenny Omega, who as a part of the company, um, is now their champion. Right. Which Mm -hmm. I'm not mad about. I definitely am not. But uh, it could be something that kind of rubbed Moxley the wrong way. Yeah. And this brings up the, the possible topic, too, of, you know, the the famous expression wrestling of hot shot booking. Um, you know, AEW definitely a little bit guilty of this, you know, uh, doing a lot of pretty big kind of matches very early on in their existence. And, you know, and Mr. M- uh, John Moxley might just feel that, hey, maybe, you know, there isn't a whole lot of matchups left for me in this company, and maybe I need to consider going back elsewhere. That's, that could very well be the case. John, yeah. I, I fully agree with you here. Yeah, John Moxley is awesome. Yes. Um, Dean Ambrose, he was good too, but John Moxley is freaking fantastic. Oh yeah. Especially when he decides to get, uh, full John Moxley and go full crazy, especially with guys like, uh, Minoru Suzuki and whatnot. And, uh, um, too many names to to even think of, uh, Sammy Callahan, uh, Mm. to go extreme with those kind of guys. I mean, that, that makes for some good watching. Oh yeah, definitely it does. <laughs> so that would be my only concern does. with uh, with uh, WWE is that we'd be going back to the Dean Ambrose character and not really getting to be the John Moxley unless he really pushed for that and Vince would be like okay, and that would not be like very much like Vince McMahon would usually be. No, definitely not. And I mean, really, the the WWE really doesn't have a lot of like that hardcore stuff. I'm gonna go off and uh, onto a different little shoot topic here for a second. Sure, um, we have. Um, uh, Drew McIntyre that's really uh, uh, thrown words uh, with The Undertaker. Uh, the Undertaker mm. has said that the WWE product lately is has been soft. Um, now, I don't know if, uh, if Mark was really meaning that the um, business itself has been soft or if just kind of the work itself has work. been soft. Um, if, if he's talking the work, he's definitely correct. It has been soft. Yeah. Uh, there really hasn't been very much hardcore or anything like that that's, yeah. that's been happening or going on. I mean, short of the gimmick pay-per-views like TLC and stuff like that, right? But uh, other than that, yeah, the WWE in-ring product is kind of soft and, and safe. Uh, as we've mentioned before, we've used that word safe uh, quite a bit, yeah. and that's, that's the way that it is. Um, so yeah, I mean, John Moxley going over to the WWE again um, wouldn't be a good fit yeah. if they were to throw a Dean Ambrose over there. Um, even then, I think that it would more be like a watered down Dean Ambrose because even Dean Ambrose was a little more high strung and a little more uh, aggressive when he did things, right? And I think that uh, yeah, 
What's uh, what's Ryan say there? Yeah, the, says I think it's a product of our times. Too many people looking uh, to get offended. Uh, you know, that is absolutely true. And, and back briefly yeah. on uh, on the Undertaker. You know, not only about the the product, him talking about things backstage as well. You know, basically calling them a bunch of softies and they're just playing video games and uh, whatnot. Yeah. So um, it's quite something, Carl, when one of your most loyal talents of all time is uh, starting to criticize you, uh, that that should be a bit of a wake-up call to this company. And, you know, hey, you know what? We need to kind of get our ass in gear here because uh, one, of our, one of our main guys is uh, is criticizing us now and uh, kind of not necessarily making us look bad, but, uh, you know, exposing some, um, some aspects of things. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that uh, kind of plays out. I can assure you that any time that I worked an independent event or independent show, there was never anybody in the back playing video games. <sighs> We were back there. We were talking. We were learning. We were giving advice. We were giving the teachings. Uh, in in my later years, I was giving the teachings to these younger guys coming in. Um, you know, having gotten lessons from uh, you know Bashing Booger, Mike Shaw. Uh, you know, from Rick Steiner, from uh, the Patriots. You know, from Zach Gowan. Um, you know, like for getting getting good things, great things. You know, I've even talked with jake the snake and i uh, gotten some really great things from jake yep. and um you know being able to pass that on was was fantastic for me i loved it but that's that's what it was it was it was like a learning tree it was like it was like school <laughs> you went there you sat in the back you got dressed as you were getting dressed and getting into your gear you were listening to everybody talk yeah. Right. You were listening to the people talking. You were soaking it all in. You were understanding. And that's how it was. It wasn't sitting off in a corner playing video games or playing with your own self, trying to, you know, do whatever you want. No, you were, you were sitting there listening and learning. Um, we have to put this one up here because I, I agree as well with, uh, with John. Hmm. Um, John agrees with The Undertaker. Yep. Being somebody who was in the business, working inside of that ring, I agree with The Undertaker as well. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. And like you, you had said you nailed it too. Um, you know, not backstage kind of messing around. You know, we've got a show to put on. You know, we need to make sure that we're doing things properly here. So that, that's uh, another thing too that um, this this new crop of talent in, in the company just uh, not quite uh, – uh, getting that uh, aspect of things. So, um, yeah, I think, I think what it might be though, is that a lot of these guys that are up in the WWE locker rooms right now, what they're thinking is that they've already either done their time in the independent circuit or mm. they've done their time over in NXT. Yeah. And that was their learning tree. That was, that was the time for them to learn. So now they know everything they, think they do, they and think it's they do. okay for them to just sit back and play, uh, whatever, you know, um, and I, 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 I do have to put out there for those people that saw like card games being played in the back and stuff like that back in the day. Uh, yes, definitely there was. And sure, maybe you can call those that the video games of the day back then while they were sitting around a table playing cards. But do you know usually what they were talking about? The match. Was either the match or the match that just happened that they went through or talking about experiences that have happened. And it was still a teaching tree and learning opportunity. Unfortunately with video games, you sit there with your headphones on in front of the, the, the screen and not that that's a bad thing, 
because for some people that's a very good uh, release for them to be able to uh, calm themselves and be ready for things definitely but i mean we still have to have that learning going on and not just a uh, i know it all it's it's fine <laughs> yep well, one thing that, that I've always said, you know, even outside of the context of professional wrestling, being any profession that any of our listeners or us or our viewers are in, there's no matter what business that you're in or what job that you have, there nobody knows it all. There's always going to be somebody that knows more than you that you can learn from and gain experience from. That's just the yes. way it is. Oh, so, yeah, definitely there is. And the world of professional wrestling is no uh, exception there. You, you're always going to be able to learn from somebody that knows more than you. There's always going to be somebody that knows more than you. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, man, let us uh, move away from that to some very significant breaking news. All right, Carl, we're talking some breaking news, and this is a big one. Uh, this is something that I didn't see coming. I don't know if, uh, if you saw this coming or if anybody else saw this coming, but um, the WWE Network in the United States um, is going to be exclusive to NBC's streaming service, the, the Peacock uh, streaming service. Uh, this is um, out of nowhere. I didn't, like I said, I did not see this coming at all. You know what? I really didn't either. And I mean, what a better platform to go for it to go on to, though, right? I mean, WWE, Vince McMahon. I mean, Vince McMahon wants to show off his feathers, just like the Peacock, <laughs> um, right? So perfect, perfect opportunity for this to happen. Um, although, like you like you mentioned, we do have to stress that it is only for the WWE Network in the United States of America mm -hmm. right now. Not Canada, not Mexico, not Germany, not Russia, not anywhere else, not Europe, not Asia, not Australia, nowhere else, only in the United States. Um, what does this mean for the network and those that subscribe to the network in the United States? Really, we don't know right now, but my speculation is that they're going to transfer everyone over to Peacock, uh, considering that over on the Peacock network, it's only going to be... $4.99 instead of $9.99 like it usually is. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know if you've researched this, but I'm only assuming here, and yes, I know that when you assume I make an ass out of you and me, I get it. That's all right. I know, right? But I can only assume right now that you're going to put a uh, price on the Peacock and then the four ninety nine is going to be an additional charge for the WWE Network. So you're going to spend like what is it, fifteen twenty dollars, whatever, for your Peacock? Uh, yeah, unless you have a VPN. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Ryan. Yeah. Um, and then it's going to be like a four ninety nine charge for you to have access to the WWE Network on the Peacock streaming site. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. What do you think about that, Joe? That's kind of where I'm thinking things are going to be going and happening, but what's, uh, what's your take on this? My mind is more going towards what's going to happen outside of uh, the United States. What, what is it, what's going to happen with the network in Canada? What's going to happen with our, our friends over in the UK who tend to kind of get really screwed on this kind of stuff, uh, given uh, the way their television networks and stuff work there? Um, th th that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, because, I mean, this is not probably just going to be a thing in the U.S. I mean, this has got to be something in the works for other areas. Um, 
I mean, it, I, I don't see it being a thing with NBC here in Canada because NBC is an American company and they don't really yes. have an affiliate uh, at all here in Canada. So it would have to be some other avenue there. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really curious uh, to see how this kind of goes. And uh, what, what has me wondering and intrigued as well, was this NBC reaching out to WWE to do this deal or was it the other way around? Was this WWE um, looking to sell to to NBC and Peacock here and that's what has me intrigued um, I have a feeling Carl and I may be incorrect or maybe you feel differently I have a feeling that this was WWE reaching out to NBC uh, to get some more money I was I was reading something I believe I was reading or I was listening to something it might have been something from Sportskeeda hmm. um, yeah we plug Sportskeeda now because well they're just great over there yep um, I think, it, I think I was listening to something from Sports Kita where they said that within the first six months, Peacock gained something like uh, 14 or 18 million, yeah. million that million. signed up. Yeah. Whereas the WWE Network in the United States, there was only like 1.2 million, something mm-hmm. along those lines. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I could definitely see that the WWE reaching out to Peacock going, hey, um, going back again here to the whole video game thing, they want to learn. Yeah. And this is a learning tree for them. And Peacock may have said, we're not going to teach you a damn thing, but you want to put your stuff on our network? Mm-hmm. We can make that happen for you, right? So now we, we can include you in with those 14 million that have subscribed in that first six months, as opposed to your piddly ass one <laughs> or 1.2 million that yeah. subscribed to your own network, right? Which is going to open up a lot more for the WWE network then, uh, especially if you've got, you know, 13 million that haven't seen this network that are going to maybe be intrigued and sign up for a month or two. So, I mean... Uh, we're going to see some numbers really fluctuating over this next, like probably six to eight months, I would say. Um, <laughs> John, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, I mean, most of the time I just talk circles out of my ass. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I do. I do do a little bit of research. I do try. Um, but sometimes, I mean, it's just, just kind of how my mind goes from somebody who, who worked inside of that ring, somebody who has really gone and uh, uh, attempted to try to run, uh, professional wrestling companies as well and and who knows maybe i can get something else going here in, in you know my hometown again at some point i think it would be fantastic to be able to do that uh but having just that little bit of knowledge really gets your mind going and really gets your mind thinking especially when it comes to stuff like this right and the whole you know numbers of 14 million to 1 million yeah. so yeah what else you got on that joe my only other thing on this here, Carl, before we before we move on, is I uh, gotta wonder, really, really gotta wonder, is what does Fox think about this deal? Interesting, right? What is Fo- what is Fox thinking right now? Yeah, right. This well, could, this could not mean, be a good thing. It could end up being a good thing because these companies are gonna maybe want to fight for the product and whatnot. But uh, exactly. But uh, yeah, it's interesting because I mean, Fox and NBC have been rivals for a long time. It's not like it's not like they're the same company, you know. So it's uh, that's be, right. Uh, and I mean, I think that we we definitely could possibly see um, where Fox starts to kind of tell the WWE, "Hey, we need our logo put onto things bigger." 
um, brighter and more shiny when it comes to, uh, you know, your product that's being shown on, on our screens. Um, and that when it goes to the WWE network, that it needs to be included in there as well. You know what I'm saying? So now Fox is going to kind of get their hands a little bit in there. And then the Fox name is going to be shown on NBC via the WWE Network, which, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yep. yep. We shall see and time will tell. And once we find out more, we'll definitely be talking about it. All right, man, let us get to our Match of the Week segment. All right, man. I think uh, as tradition here um, for match of the week, I'm gonna let you go first and give your match of the week, and because uh, I got a, uh, an interesting one here that uh, I had to kind of dig through the vaults to kind of find this one. So, oh, mine's going back way back too. Nice. I mean, I, I I've been watching. I mean, we're we're talking Royal Rumble season right now, right? And I mean, I I still have uh, you know a little bit of the WWE Network. Um, uh, okay. I'm glad I reread that. Uh, John says I am not getting Peacock. Okay, I read that twice. Uh, right, I had to read oh. that twice, and I'm glad I did. Thank you for that, John. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, Peacock is, is is another streaming service for those that don't know. Right, it's it's a streaming service offered by NBC. So if you want NBC programming, you get Peacock. That's pretty much the way that it is. Yeah. Um, my match of the week, I'm, I'm going back uh, quite a ways. I'm going back to 1988, Ooh. the inaugural Royal Rumble. Hell yeah. Um, I, I, I've been a fan of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And for those of you that don't know, spoiler alert, uh, what, 30 years later, 40 years <laughs> later, um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan won the inaugural Royal Rumble, 20 competitors that were in there. And I mean, it's, it was fantastic. We're talking, um, you know, names like Butch Reed, Tito Santana, Bret Hart was there, Jake, the snake Roberts, Harley race, uh, Danny Davis, uh, Don Morocco, um, Hillbilly Jim, Dino Bravo, the ultimate warrior as well was included one man gang junkyard dog. Like these are, these are classic, names coming out of there and for hacksaw jim duggan to go through and eliminate one man gang at the end (laughs) you know just with the simple rope pulled down was completely fantastic it was an amazing sight to see 20 guys getting into that ring you know one at a time, different entrants coming in, kind of how the Royal Rumble is happening now. It wasn't everybody all in the ring at once. It was something different than a battle royal that really made things interesting. And I just, I, I've always been a fan of that in that inaugural Royal Rumble and the 92 Royal Rumble. Those those are by far my two favorite Royal Rumbles. And I just had to go back and watch it. So I did. Yep. Very cool. I mean, uh, there is no other way that uh, Hacksaw is going to get old gang uh, out of that ring other than that right. uh, that technique. And uh, yeah, that was uh, fantastic because uh, that was essentially done uh, at, a, at a house show. And, um, and if I'm not mistaken, when, when they actually put the, the graph up on the, on the screen, when they said Royal Rumble, I think they actually spelled Royal with an E, if I'm not mistaken. It was like Royale Rumble almost, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't believe so. I believe okay. that it was just the R O Y A L. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. And I, uh, and it also took place not too far from where I'm located in Cops Coliseum in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. So that's the very exactly first, what I was going to make sure <laughs> sure was mentioned. Yeah. Yep. Uh, right. Uh, essentially on my doorstep here, um, the very first Royal Rumble, uh, one of my favorite gimmick matches uh, in in WWE, and uh, yeah, fantastic. And and just to on a brief side to I think one. Uh, Essentially, kind of a Royal Rumble match. I think it really kind of goes uh, untalked about and unmentioned, of course, uh, from WrestleMania 17, that gimmick Battle Royal, uh, which mm-hmm. is kind of similar. I, I think that's one that I think a lot of people tend to kind of crap and shit on, but I thoroughly enjoyed that. And it was such a nice, nostalgic trip uh, to go down and, and, and to have the Iron Sheik. Of all people, when that just to me, right. it, it was fantastic, and uh, just uh, it it's, uh, just takes you back to uh, at least uh, to my in your childhood. So it uh, oh yeah, uh, it was cool to watch. I might even go watch it after we're done recording here today. So now um, I'm interested. You said nostalgia here. Go ahead. I'm going to sit back. Go ahead. I want to yeah, hear this. Not going back anywhere near as as you are, but uh, this is one. And you know, through the power of the internet and YouTube, uh, this is definitely available for you guys to watch. For you. This is coming from Ring of Honor Wrestling, coming from 2016. The road to best in the world, the third night of this tour, we're talking about Adam Cole versus Leo Rush. Uh, this is a match that you guys need to go and find and watch it. It is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I don't care if you're a fan of Leo Rush, if you think he's an asshole, or if you think he's a dick, or whatever you want to call him. Just go and watch this match. I mean, the, the dude is absolutely fantastic in the ring, and with Adam Cole, oh, it, it was absolutely fantastic. These two guys, I mean, they, they stole the show, and absolutely fantastic just you need to go and watch it i may even include it in the in the show notes uh link for you guys to go check it out because uh yeah. damn it is worth what it was really at the height of bullet club's popularity kind of oh it was kind of in the middle near the beginning of their popularity yeah. in ring of honor and uh just absolutely fantastic stuff there absolutely fantastic and it was interesting with that too is he saw um uh, Adam Page there, and he uh, hadn't quite developed into that Hangman character. He was just kind of on the verge of breaking it. And it was interesting to see in the Unbox, of course, were there as well, and um, really interesting stuff there. I mean, just uh, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And, uh, Ninety-two and ninety-eight. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. All right, man, let us uh, take another brief uh, break here, and uh, let's hear from our friends over at OVW, and then we're going to come back and talk our Showstopper segment. Hi, my name is Barry Radcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Dead 2. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife, countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think it couldn't get any better than this, but... You'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. That's OVWWrestlingNetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No. Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Prices so low, they're insane. What more angry or buttless so do I at OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99 a month. In between excitement, me too. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99 a month. You get that incredible value. She cost me $17 million and I loved it. Want a real value? OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99. That's a price so low. Well, it's insane. <laughs> So there you go, a word from our friends over at OVW. They don't pay us a dime uh, for, for that promotion, but, uh, I mean, I love that company so much and I'd love to support them. And uh, make sure you do the same and go over to and visit them uh, over on, on YouTube. Uh, weekly content available to watch there. It just It's free. Go watch it. 
Yeah, definitely <laughs> for for yeah OVW weekly shows. Yeah, it's it's over on their YouTube channel. But you want to see their good stuff? Not that this stuff isn't good because this <laughs> stuff right now is fantastic as well. But you want to see their past stuff? You need to go and get the OVW network. And what is it? Five bucks a month? Like that's that's pretty cheap to be able to get some good quality professional wrestling. Yes, absolutely. All right, man. Let us get to our showstopper segment for this week. All right, so for this week for our showstopper segment, we have a bit of an interesting one here. Uh, I'll pull up the graphic, and, and this doesn't look for looking for a graphic for this. I couldn't really find you know, the best thing in the world, but uh, this works. And I mean, th- th- just ignore the a uh, e- uh, the sorry the AEW. Too many three letter uh, things <laughs> I'm trying to go through here. MLW uh, never say never. Just forget the MLW for now, and the never say never. Uh, th- that's our showstopper um, segment for this week. Is talking about. A phrase that we've used so many times on this podcast here, Carl, of never saying never in the professional wrestling business. And this almost kind of ties back into our conversation about Mr. John Moxley or Dean Ambrose in the WWE uh, context there, is that in professional wrestling, you really never can say never, right? It's very true. Very, very true. I mean, look at Edge. Hmm. Perfect example. Perfect example. One of the hugest pops that we have seen coming out of somebody who made a surprise return because, well, <clears throat> never say never. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, he's kind of had a couple of setbacks that have happened and we're not seeing him very much on, on television or programming lately. But um, again, it's just one of those never say never. And I mean, like you get like, okay, so when, when people think professional wrestling, they say Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as a uh, Joe is a hater of Hulk Hogan, um, <laughs> he's the first name that people think of, yeah. right? Uh, Can't dispute you know, that. John Cena and Hulk Hogan; those are the two names that the yep. people people say. Um, Hulk Hogan has always said throughout everything that he has done, "Never say never," because that's the way it is. It definitely is true. Never say never in this industry, in this business, Um, because you never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to show up and you never know when it's going to happen. So, yeah, it's it's very, very important in the context of professional wrestling. Yeah, and and to even tie that into the upcoming Royal Rumble this year, I mean, that that saying was kind of, it's a, epitomize the, the Royal Rumble, but I mean, you never know who can kind of show up, and you never see never in that either, like uh, the scenario that, I, that, that I'm uh, pitched out earlier, uh, it was, I think it's a very cool one, Marty showing up, and uh, you know, Finn Balor and Adam Cole, they're in the ring at the same time, he could show up, another really cool one that, um, that I'd like to see, uh, might be a bit of a stretch for one person, but for the other two, it wouldn't be, uh, if Edge makes it into the Royal Rumble this year. His old buddy Gangrel is still out there working on the scene. They could definitely bring him in. And then to, to finish up the, the trio, if you could talk Christian into uh, getting into the Rumble and have a, a brief brood reunion. Dude, I would pop so hard for that. That would be absolutely fantastic, especially if they could break the music down, if they could uh, use the music as well. Right. Right. Definitely. If they could use that music. Oh, yeah. am, oh my goodness. So, like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be yeah. amazing. And, and then with the Never Say Never too, uh, going back to uh, John Cena, no, I forget exactly what year uh, of Royal Rumble it was, but I mean, when he came back so quickly from injury to, to make it into that Royal Rumble at Madison Square Garden, um, 
I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that told him, hey, you know, you're not going to be able to come back for a year or longer. So he was like, no, screw you guys. I'm going to work my ass off and make this happen. And uh, Right. I mean, just, and this business is full of these kind of never say moments of where, you know, I guess these guys get told never and they say, no, never say never. We're going to make this happen. You know, exactly. Jericho showing up in, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I never would have really saw that coming. You know, the, the, it just it, it it sets up potentially some some really kind of cool months, especially now with a lot of these companies kind of working together and crossing over. You know, never say never is uh, going to be a phrase that we might end up using. Um, we might end up using even more often here. Uh, another comment right, from our friend. Okay, uh, John yeah, here take that off of the screen here. Okay. Okay. So, John, um, yep. message me. Um, either through the through the uh, show page or just message me personally. Um, I will let you know that unfortunately, um, my first ex-wife uh, destroyed absolutely everything that I had. Um, there is only one piece that is out there and still available uh, that uh, a friend had recorded on a very uh, crappy cell phone, <laughs> but I have it available on a private YouTube um, uh, channel. And uh, private YouTube, it's set to private, but uh, I will definitely do what I can to uh, get that to you. I definitely will uh, okay. will do that. And it sucks because, yeah, like that's the only one piece of actual video that I have mm. uh, left of me actually working inside of the ring. Um, but if you just Google my name, Carl Carafel, um there's content that's out there. It's 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 photos. It's uh, uh, news articles that have been done and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean the the name is actually out there. Carl Carafel, K A R L K A R U F E L. Um, that is available. Uh, just Google my name, and uh, some things will show up there. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, I guess that that about uh, kind of wraps it up here for this week, and. Anything that you want to plug or get out there before we before we head out today? We just want to make sure that everybody, uh, if you're not following us, make sure that you do. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. That's where we can be found. And if you're into workout supplements, whether it be super greens, whether it be protein powder, uh, any, any type of supplement that's needed, go and check out our friends over at Phoenix. That's FNXFit.com. Go over there, and you can use a promo code TBTalkPod, and that's going to get you 15% off your entire order. I have used their Super Greens, and I absolutely love their Super Greens. So uh, I need to order some more, actually. Uh, I definitely do. But go and uh, check out our friends at uh, fnxfit.com. We don't want to forget about Collar and Elbow Brand either. We've already talked about them, but again, anything at Collar and Elbow Brand, promo code JK Podcast is going to get you 10% off your entire purchase, whether it's new or clearanced merchandise. And lastly, a uh, big thank you to StreamYard uh, for giving us this platform to be able to bring the video casts to everyone. Instead of just having them as audio podcasts, we're doing video casts now and have been for a while, and uh, it, it's absolutely fantastic. And without StreamYard, I mean, there are other other uh, companies that are available, but StreamYard has been fantastic with us. So a uh, huge shout-out to StreamYard for... Uh, giving us this platform to be able to use. 
Yep, absolutely. Uh, the only other thing that I want to get out there uh, before we head out this week, of course, to give you a, a sneak uh, peek of what we have coming up on Turnbuckle Rewind uh, on Thursday, we're going to be going to New Japan Pro Wrestling to Wrestle Kingdom 10 to talk about Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. Dude, I can't wait to talk about that match. That is... Right. Wow. Um, I don't even know how to put it into words yet. So I got I to gotta go. I got to watch it a few times and then can't wait to talk about it. And uh, for you guys to hear that episode, it's going to be fantastic. Right. All right, man. That wraps up here for this week. And we'll see you guys on the next one. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run.